The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions, using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, what's happening? Get on in here. (laughs) Welcome to another great edition of Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. If you'd like to join the show, you can also hit me up on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Let's see, what else? YouTube, Twitter. Oh, and by the way, the new podcasts are up and running. So if you are out there and you missed the show and you say, man, you know what? I missed Black Focus Radio today. Well, here's what you do. Get on your favorite podcast. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever one you use. And just search for Black Focus Radio. And I promise you we'll be there. Promise you. Okay? So, (laughs) got a lot of stuff to talk about today. So much on my mind. Of course, I'm still, my mantra from this point on, there are a couple of things I'm sick of, is Ukraine and the abortion debate. Okay? Because I have no control over either one. (laughs) So I'll expound on that a little bit uh, today Also, a couple of things on the agenda We're going to circle back to uh, Donta Wright's mother Uh, I'm calling it victim's mother versus the popo We'll talk a little bit about that today We certainly got to talk about Herschel Walker And the embarrassment that black men are representing When it comes to the Republican Party Yeah, we're going to talk about that, okay? Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about the NCAA. Now, no, this isn't a sports show, but there have been some things that have transpired over the last year and a half, and now those dirty old men are trying to get their grubby hands on these kids' money. We'll talk about that here in just a little bit. You need to hear this. Okay, um, let's see what else we got. We we uh, oh, and we can't forget about um, Confederate Memorial Day. That was today in South Carolina. <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, these white people have lost their minds. Don't get mad at me. Just pay attention to what they are doing. <sighs> Just so sick of them. Um, 
All right. So, <laughs> so we've got a great black fact today. So before we can move forward, you know what we like to say. We can't do it without our black facts, right? So why don't we go ahead and do that right now? Dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people. All right, today's dynamic black fact, uh, obviously, is about black people. How'd you figure that out? It's called black facts. And it's about black people? Oh, man, that's that's genius. (laughs) So, seriously speaking, though, and I love doing black facts, and we do these every day. uh, And we've been doing black facts since the inception of the show. Because it's important for us to do these and shine a light on the lies that were told about black people, that were told about American history. Notice, I didn't say black history. I didn't say African-American history. I said black I, I said black history, American history. That's what it is. Because without black people, there would be, America would not be the power that it is today. And I dare any, any bigot, racist, or Republican to debate that fact. Oh, that's right. They don't believe in facts. Okay, so this is the untold story of the Underground Railroad from Texas to Mexico. Okay, the history books overlook the significant role Mexico played in providing a sense of safety for enslaved people. The country often spoke out against slavery and the freedom they offered. In 1829, Vicente Guerrero, who was of African descent, abolished slavery in Mexico just 34 years before Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. Mexico freed over 200,000 enslaved people and opened a pathway for enslaved Africans seeking freedom. One of the many paths was the Rio Grande. Texas was once a part of Mexico, was heavily populated with white enslavers leading to the Texas Revolution. The revolution birthed the Republic of Texas, which officially turned into a state in 1845 where they began to enslave Africans again. Did y'all get that? But that's a nugget right there. Woo. So Texas started the Texas Revolution so that they could keep people enslaved? Hmm, okay. Most of us are familiar with the Northern Underground Railroad and how people like Harriet Tubman led them to safety or how others sheltered enslaved people in their homes. However, enslaved people traveled south, went through rough terrain, rivers, and pathways to finally reach the end destination, Rio Grande. When they crossed over, the muddy waters, they were free. It is estimated that 5,000 to 10,000 enslaved men and women escaped through the Rio Grande pathway. While the majority came from Texas, individuals from North Carolina, Mississippi, Louisiana, Alabama were also said to have escaped to Mexico using the Southern Underground Railroad. Those who were caught were killed and lynched. 
there aren't many records about the Southern. There aren't many records about the Southern routes and exactly how they managed to learn them. However, it has been said that the local Tejanos, natives of Mexico, as well as recently freed persons who resided in Mexico, assisted along the way. I'm very proud to be a Weber, 70-year-old Olga Weber Vasquez said to NPR after her daughter-in-law uncovered part of her family's history. She recently discovered that her great-great-grandparents had a hand in the Underground Railroad, the path that sent that went from South Texas to Mexico. Thousands of enslaved people escaped plantations through the river of deliverance. I don't know why there weren't, there wasn't anything that we would have known as we were growing up. It amazes me to learn the underground deal. I had no idea at all. Escaped slaves adopted names native to Mexicans, married into Mexican families and migrated deeper into Mexico, causing them to disappear from any records or history from the records that do exist and with the help of Roseanne Baca Garza, a program manager for of the Community Historical Archaeological Program with schools at the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, we know a man named Nathaniel Jackson. Nathaniel Jackson, whose father was an enslaver and his mother an enslaved woman, along with his wife, Matilda Hicks, an enslaved woman at Nathaniel's father's plantation, moved to South Texas to raise their kids. When they settled in, a San, in San Juan on a ranch, they used their home and property as a safe haven where they housed, closed, fed, and guided enslaved blacks into Mexico. They helped transport people onto the trade ferries for their crops and, uh, for their crops and cattle along the Rio Grande, and eventually landed in Mexico. Mexican authorities at times would help the now free men and women in Mexico from being taken or returned to the United States. While this important piece of history is still not being shared enough, students in Texas schools are now beginning to learn this piece of history and the impact Mexico truly had on the United States and its history. And ladies and gentlemen, that's our black fact for today. Dynamic black facts, our culture, our history, our people. Now, just a couple of notes to expound on this. And this is, Certainly some great history, and I will tell you that it just should not be Mexican history or it should not be Texas school history. It should be American history because, uh, look, we know many of the Texas slaves escaped into Mexico, as the article stated, and this is not you know, new news to me. I'm a history person, okay? Um, tell you about an article that I read a few years ago. In fact, I may even try to pull it up real fast. Uh, but uh, my point being is that I'm sure there were other slaves. Because think about it from this perspective. If you know American history, you know, do you, you understand how the word cowboy came into being? 
It was usually escaped slaves who went west who wrestled the cattle. And as a means of disrespect to those escaped slaves, they called him a boy. You don't have to believe me. Go do your research. Thus, the name cowboy evolved out of that. Now, what's my point? Um, What's my point? My point is that many of the things, many of the blacks who escaped went west, and it stands to reason that they also went to Texas and to Mexico. It makes it's almost common sense, to be totally honest. Where is my... Uh, okay, here it is. It's almost common sense. All right? So, but here, here is the other point to this. So I'm looking for this article. Uh, let me see if I can just... Uh, let's see here. Well, I'm not going to do that on the air. But I read an article, and we talked about this on the show a while back, Uh Mexico recently um, decided to recognize thousands of black citizens that they had previously ignored, okay? They had previously ignored, and that's, that's why this is an interesting story because Mexico was open and helped many blacks escape Yet, when it came to, yeah, here's the article right here. Let me just read this to you, okay? Because I want you all to understand a little history and where I'm coming from when I talk about stuff like this. Because, see, I've been, black people are all over the world, and there are there have been, look, have you ever seen a black Mexican? Oh, uh, okay, um, I saw a black female Mexican family. This was years ago. Oh, my God. Beautiful. Mother, daughters, just unbelievable. Father, sons, all of them were just just gorgeous. Okay, so here's another part of the story. It says, Mexico finally recognizes its black citizens, but that's just the beginning. Now, this is, this is from the Huffington Post. Now, this is from white folks. So, you know, you know, if white folks are saying it, it must be true. Okay, that's this story. Tell you what, let's go ahead and take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this up. We'll finish this story. I don't like to leave you hanging, okay? Time kind of slipped up on me because I I, I get excited when I'm talking about history. Have y'all noticed that lately? I really do. Especially American history because black history is American history. We'll continue the extended black fact here in just a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. Fit your 
education goals into your life. Arkansas Baptist College's online programs are flexible and affordable. Whether you're coming back after being out of school for several years or you want to sharpen a few skills, we can help. With online programs in business administration, human services, criminal justice, and religious studies, Arkansas Baptist College has online courses that fit your life. Complete your dream. Complete your degree. Apply at ArkansasBaptist.edu or call 505-420-1232 to speak with an admissions counselor. Serving the families of Clark County and the surrounding area since 1966, it's Mitchell Funeral Home. Understanding that a funeral is a celebration of life, the entire staff of Mitchell Funeral Home takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional service they offer. Cremations, funeral plannings, burial policies, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are a few of the services we offer. Mitchell Funeral Home, Arkadelphia, 870-246-2611. Mitchell Funeral Home quality you can appreciate service you can depend on hello to quality time at marco's hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's say hello to late nights and to the best night ever these are the primo moments and they call for italian quality pizza dough made from scratch every day sauce with a history in the making from the original giamarco recipe say hello to an authentic favorite every store every day the Italian way. Hello, Primo. The Honorable Choice is at it again. This is LaTanya Austin Honorable, and I am pleased to announce my candidacy for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. I have been serving my community for over 18 years as an attorney, advocate, and community leader. Every day, people's lives are affected by the decisions judges make. To find out more about my judicial philosophy and 3D platform, visit my website, thehonorablechoice.com, and follow me on social media at Honorable Choice on Facebook and Twitter and at The Honorable Choice on Instagram. Make The Honorable Choice today and support LaTanya Tanya Austin Honorable for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. Paid for by the Honorable Choice Campaign. Listen. Did you miss Dr. Ernest Gill from UT San Antonio? When you're making $455 million off these student-athletes, and all you can come up with is $5,000, John Calipari makes $8 million a year, and his players are going to get $5,000 The majority of these teams were, were white men and white white males and females. Would this be happening? And I would say no, because their families wouldn't let it happen. But we're letting our kids get pimped. Join the weekly sports magazine every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show. I was expounding on the black fact because we were talking about the underground, the Southern Underground Railroad that led a lot of blacks into Mexico. And I want to explain a little bit about, because an article came out a couple of years ago about how Mexico is finally recognizing the black people because although initially Mexico opened up its borders and were happy to have black people in it, over the decades, they began to discriminate against them. But isn't that typical of what white-complected people do? Isn't that typical? Look, don't get mad at me. You can only judge a man by its history. Just saying. Some of y'all like to... Look at some history, but you don't want to look at all the history. What we do on this show, we look at all of it and let our listeners decide. That's why we stand out above the crowd. We lead on this show. We don't follow. That's why some of you all call me radical. Thank you. 
I appreciate it because it's not being radical. It's just talking fact, which some of you all, Democrats, Republicans, black or white, don't care to be concerned about. So I was talking about the Mexicans. So I told you about the article, and, and I, I, I teased it earlier before the break. Mexico finally recognizes its black citizens, but this is just the beginning. Last month, and this article was released uh, January of 2016. Last month, for the first time ever, Mexican government recognized its 1.38 million citizens of African descent in its national survey. Now think about this. That's, that's more people than the state of Arkansas. Well, it's half the people because Arkansas has a total of 3 million people. Okay. That's a lot of people. The survey <clears throat> served as a preliminary count before the 2020 census where black will debut as an official category. A major force behind the government's recognition was Mexico Negro, an activist group founded in 1997, a school teacher founded of African descent. Mexico Negro works for, among other initiatives, the constitutional recognition of African Afro-Mexicans and to increase the visibility of the Afro-Mexican culture. Okay. So, and I'm looking, and I wish you could see this article. I'm looking at this article, and, and look, these here black folks. Some of them are, have Mexican costumes on and Mexican dress and so on and so forth. These brothers and sisters. Sorry. Okay. The question asks, why did it take so long? Until last month, Mexico uh, was one of the only two Latin countries, the other Chile, and if I remember correctly, Chile is really a racist country. I think it's Chile. Or maybe it's Argentina. It's one of those. Uh, no, I think it's Chile. Uh, not to officially count its black population. As a result, the move to recognize Afro-Mexicans has been met with some pushback from Mexicans who believe that the mestizo identity, the mix between indigenous people and Europeans, is the most important than specific ethnic groups. Did you hear what I just said? Do you, do you understand what I just read? Do you understand what I, mestizo identity? Do you know what that is, right? This, this may be the first time you all have heard this. This is why you all have to understand that racism is, is across this world the one thing that white people gave to uh, the world more than anything else was racism. Don't get mad at me. They didn't build the pyramids. They didn't discover medicine and, and, and all the things that we, we, we live by today. Even their judicial system, they say it's based on Grecian philosophy. Well, where did Greek philosophy come from? It came from African philosophy. Hello, I'm teaching today. Mestizo identity. 
That means that the native, uh, the natives that were in Mexico who um, married, had children with Europeans because that made them whiter. What did it say? It says the mix between indigenous people and Europeans is more important than specific ethnicities. In other words, if I got white blood in me, if my if I can show that my ancestors slept with the white man or the white man slept with my ancestors and I was a native, then I'm good cuz I'm part white. We don't we don't we don't want them black Mexicans. Mexico Negros, we don't want them to be identified as black. Although they've been here for over a century, we don't want them to be identified as black. That's what that says. Mexico's post-revolution government made a conscious effort to create a national mixed-race identity that melded Hispanic, indigenous, and Afro-African ethnicities. So there you go. I just wanted to let you know. Mexico just, what, it's been, what, almost seven years since they recognized that they had 1.4 million black Mexicans. How do you think those people were treated? What do you think about that? Racism at its finest throughout the world. That's what we get. Okay, so what I want to do this segment, and and yeah, that's a long black fact. Okay, what I want to do this segment, um, and we're about to run out of time, so let me let me pick something because I want to definitely, um, I want to definitely talk about the NCAA. And the NIL. In fact, I may, I may, I may move that until the top of the next hour. The main segment, the lead segment, in the top of the next hour. I think I'm going to do that. So we'll, 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 we'll hold on that. But I, I do want to talk about this. I want to talk about Dante Wright. Let me uh, pull up that story real fast, okay? Because something happened with his mother. And I found a very, very interesting. And it's it it speaks to how and it 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 the story really seems like she was racially profiled. We're gonna get to Herschel too. We gotta get to Herschel. Okay. Because he's an embarrassment for black men. I, I've seen three embarrassments this last year. This open embarrassment. Uh, Herschel Herschel Walker is one. And there are many others. Um, Muskie Harris is another one. And Deshaun Scarborough. We're we going to get to them. Well, we're going to get to Hershey because we, we've talked about Deshaun them enough. Okay. But I want to talk a little bit about, let's see, Donta Wright's mother. Uh, let me get to that story because what apparently happened, and if you don't remember the story of Dante Wright, uh, then I know it's been so many where police have killed black men. It's been so many that 
Um, you just don't know. Uh, I don't know. This is from NBC News. Uh, I don't know, and I didn't. I apologize. I didn't cue this up, but uh, let me see if I've got it queued up in my Bluetooth so we can bring it through my Rodecaster Pro. <laughs> uh, by the way, are y'all are y'all liking this sound? Let's let's see if we can get it on. Um, so I connected and launched my first show today on Jornet, the pre-recorded show that we did yesterday, and told my uh, told JC to listen. He sends back to me. He says, "Wow." He couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. It was just that sweet. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay? So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Let's take a break. And let me make sure and get everything queued up. Okay? And then we'll um, we'll come back. And I want to play the story about Dante Wright's mother. It's interesting. All right? You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. education goals into your life. Arkansas Baptist College's online programs are flexible and affordable. Whether you're coming back after being out of school for several years or you want to sharpen a few skills, we can help. With online programs in business administration, human services, criminal justice, and religious studies, Arkansas Baptist College has online courses that fit your life. Complete your dream. Complete your degree. Apply at ArkansasBaptist.edu or call 505-420-1232 to speak with an admissions counselor. Serving the families of Clark County and the surrounding area since 1966, it's Mitchell Funeral Home. Understanding that a funeral is a celebration of life, the entire staff of Mitchell Funeral Home takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional service they offer. Cremations, funeral plannings, burial policies, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are a few of the services we offer. Mitchell Funeral Home, Arkadelphia, 870-246-2611. Mitchell Funeral Home quality you can appreciate, service you can depend on. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, Primo. 
The honorable choice is added again. This is LaTanya Austin Honorable, and I am pleased to announce my candidacy for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. I have been serving my community for over 18 years as an attorney, advocate, and community leader. Every day, people's lives are affected by the decisions judges make. To find out more about my judicial philosophy and 3D platform, visit my website, thehonorablechoice.com, and follow me on social media at Honorable Choice on Facebook and Twitter and at The Honorable Choice on Instagram. Make The Honorable Choice today and support Tanya Austin Honorable for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. Paid for by the Honorable Choice Campaign. Listen. Did you miss Dr. Ernest Gill from UT San Antonio? When you're making $455 million off these student athletes and all you can come up with is $5,000, John Calipari makes $8 million a year and his players are going to get $5,000 a year. The majority of these teams were, were white men and white white males and females. Would this be happening? And I would say no because their families wouldn't let it happen. But we're letting our kids get pimped. Join the weekly sports magazine every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with me. Also, send me an email at blackfocusradio at gmail.com. Make sure you like us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Go out and download that podcast. Check that out as well. Also, download the app for Joinet. Just go out. You can go to the website and get the app, or you can go to your favorite store, Apple or Android, and download that app. That way you can carry us everywhere you go. You don't want to miss Black Focus. Okay? All right. So, I was talking a little bit about Dante Wright's mom who apparently got accosted by the police. Now, if you don't remember Dante Wright, Dante Wright was the young man who was uh, 20 years old and was fatally shot by Kim Potter, okay? Remember the one who said she meant to deploy her taser and instead she pulled her gun. She was sentenced last February for only two years in prison, okay? So just so you remember that story, and we talked about it extensively on the show of how, you know, if you've seen these tasers, they're, they're purposely yellow, bright yellow. And, I mean, I have a weapon. I, I've shot my weapon. And when I pull my weapon to shoot, it's right there in my sights. Unless you're blind, you, you could not have not seen, and that's a double negative, I know, that yellow. So, anyway. So Dante Wright's mother, well, let me just let, let me just let you listen to this. Okay. Check this out. Katie Wright says she was driving home when she saw a car pulled over with police presence on 252. I pulled over to the shoulder, stopped to record to make sure that those babies, it was two young kids, they had to have been in their 2025s to make sure that they got home safe because we know that we have a police problem in Minnesota. Wright says she pulled over and started recording the incident on her phone. Police just came up to me talking about I was under arrest because I'm obstructing justice by videotaping. He, he grabbed me by my wrist and then told me I was under arrest. Once I told him who I was, he let me go. Brooklyn Center Police released the body camera footage that shows an officer making his way from the traffic stop to right across the road.
The video shows the officer taking one of Wright's phones out of her hand as they walk away from her car. Wright says her hand was hurt and that she wants the officer involved to be fired. I don't want a police officer like that patrolling our community. He escalated a situation that ne didn't need to be escalated. So, you have that all across the country. That was Katie Wright. And good for her. I can't imagine what she's going through. I just can't. But I, I, if I know that an institution, an organization was responsible for the death of my son, and that person who killed my son was only given two years, I'm going to record your asses too. That's the bottom line. And by the way, recording police while they perform their duty is not illegal. So for the fact that that cop walked off, the Supreme Court has ruled on this over and over and over again. In fact, I've told you all to go out and look at what? I've told you all to go out and look at the uh, First Amendment audits that's all over Facebook. You'll learn a lot about your rights if you didn't already. And the fact that she was videotaping him, he had no right to come over. So here's what, he had no right to come over. Let me finish my thought and say anything to her. None whatsoever. She's right, he ought to be fired just like all these other cops. There is a, how many times have I have to, do I have to say this on the show? There is a problem with policing in America. It, it starts with the seeds that you plant. And what I mean by that is the people that you hire. Six weeks of training, six weeks to six months of training. You don't, it doesn't require a, a degree. You have the worst of the worst in some cases. Now, what I mean by that, some of these kids, these people are, have, they're nobodies. And then you give them a badge and a gun and all of a thing, all of a sudden they think they're Andy Griffith. I should end. Some of y'all don't know who Andy Griffin is, do you? I'm sorry. All right, Barney Fife. All right, Festus. That's the sad thing about this. And this is why people are getting killed every day. Miss Wright has every opportunity. She has every right to film the cops. And you should too. Shouldn't talk to them. Don't answer any questions. Be polite. But film the police. There's a problem with policing in America. And these people think that they are above the law. The next, the next time you talk to a Republican and a Republican starts talking that law and order crap to you, because they don't really give a damn about law and order. They proved that with January 6th. So you all need to stop believing this law and order crap. They don't care about law and order. They care, they care about them getting paid. 
But the next time they start, you hear one and you're at a debate or they're at a, at a political function or whatever the case may be, if they start talking law and order, ask them one question. Do you believe that police should be judge, jury, and executioner? And don't let them escape without answering that question. Do you believe that police should be judge, jury, and executioner? Because this is what's happening on the streets of America every day. Police are killing men, particularly black men, just because they're running. There's another story that just body camera released today. A black man running away, the police shooting him. There's a problem with policing in America. So the next time you hear one of these so-called law and order people talk about, see, that's the basic building block. You tell me, the Constitution tells me that every man is considered innocent until proven guilty. So that's the basic building block of our Constitution, one of them, okay? Every man is considered innocent before proven guilty. But what we're seeing in America and what we've seen over the decades is that if you're a black man, you're guilty until proven innocent. And in some cases, you're still guilty because you're black. Hello. Okay? So the question I want you to ask them, you're talking about law and order. And those of you who get an opportunity to interview Steve Landers, because I'm, I'm going to reach out to him and say if he'll come on the show, I doubt if he will. I doubt if he will. I'm going to ask him that same question. Do you believe that every man is innocent until proven guilty. And if he says yes, then my follow-up question will be, what will you if you if you believe that, what will you do to limit police from killing innocent citizens? Hmm? Because that's where the rubber meets the road, brothers and sisters. What will you do? I want to know. That's really the bottom line, isn't it? Because they, they don't have an argument. I'll say it again, and I'll continue to say it. There's a problem with policing in America. That's why the, the argument of defunding, you, it may not have sounded glamorized, but it should have been reorganized, our police departments. Because they need to be reorganized from the top down. And you say, well, how can you say that about all police departments? Well, I would advise you or I would ask you to do just as I've done. Do your research. I've done my research. And if you've done nothing else, those First Amendment audits that are on Facebook are telling and it runs the gamut throughout police departments. There are some that the, even the chiefs are, are devoid of the Constitution. And 
with Miss Wright, she has a constitutional right to film the police. Police can't stop you. They can't take your cameras. If I miss right, you know what I'm doing? Because I'm pretty sure if they haven't already, they're going to get a large settlement for her, her, for her, her uh, son's death. I'm suing them again because you just violated my right. And what you didn't get is that when she, you heard her say, you know I am. Y'all murdered my son. Then he walked away. So, so the funny thing about it, that if she was wrong, if she was in the wrong in the first place, then why did you walk away when she identified herself as the mother of Dante Wright? Because you knew you were trying to intimidate this person, this American citizen. See, the sovereign citizens, the, the radicals are our police departments. Now, I know you're probably saying, oh, he hates the police. No, I don't. We need good policing. The problem is that we have more bad policing than good policing. You, well, you say, well, why is that? Or how can I say that? Well, when was the last time you heard police turning in police? I'll wait. I need some Jeopardy music. Do, 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 do. You don't hear it. If you're a so-called good cop, and you allow bad cops to fester in your department, guess what you are? A bad cop. That's just the bottom line on it. Don't get mad at me. We're talking real facts. When we come back, we'll talk a little um, NCAA. We'll talk, well, we won't be on this Saturday. I'm, the, I'm telling you, I'm going out of town. I'm celebrating my birthday. I'm taking a day off. All right. But we'll get around to this. We're going to talk about the NTA and the NIL. Or, you know what, we might leave that to next hour. Yeah, we'll do that next hour. Let's see. I got some, some other stuff for you when we come back. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. About to take a pause for the calls on joydadradio.com. education goals into your life. Arkansas Baptist College's online programs are flexible and affordable. Whether you're coming back after being out of school for several years or you want to sharpen a few skills, we can help with online programs in business administration, human services, criminal justice, and religious studies. Arkansas Baptist College has online courses that fit your life. Complete your dream. Complete your degree. Apply at ArkansasBaptist.edu or call 505-420-1232 to speak with an admissions counselor. Serving the families of Clark County and the surrounding area since 1966, it's Mitchell Funeral Home. Understanding that a funeral is a celebration of life, the entire staff of Mitchell Funeral Home takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional service they offer. Cremations, funeral plannings, burial policies, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are a few of the services we offer. Mitchell Funeral Home, Arkadelphia, 870-246-2611. Mitchell Funeral Home quality you can appreciate, service you can depend on. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments and they call for Italian quality pizza. 
dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day, the Italian way. Hello, Primo. The Honorable Choice is at it again. This is LaTanya Austin Honorable, and I am pleased to announce my candidacy for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. I have been serving my community for over 18 years as an attorney, advocate, and community leader. Every day, people's lives are affected by the decisions judges make. To find out more about my judicial philosophy and 3D platform, visit my website, thehonorablechoice.com, and follow me on social media at Honorable Choice on Facebook and Twitter and at The Honorable Choice on Instagram. Make The Honorable Choice today and support Latanya Austin Honorable for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. Paid for by the Honorable Choice Campaign. Listen. Did you miss Dr. Ernest Gill from UT San Antonio? When you're making $455 million off these student athletes and all you can come up with is $5,000, John Calipari makes $8 million a year and his players are going to get $5,000 a year. The majority of these teams were, were white men and white white males and females. Would this be happening? And I would say no, because their families wouldn't let it happen. But we're letting our kids get pimped. Join the weekly sports magazine every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. Uh, we hadn't forgotten about Herschel Walker. We're going to get to him. Next hour, we're going to talk a little bit about the NCAA. Uh, right now, I want to, did y'all celebrate Confederate, what is it called? Let's see. Some of you Negroes in the South probably did. Y'all heard about the mayor who was uh, in up in Tennessee who, who was black and decided he was going to sign a proclamation for a Confederate Memorial Day. Yeah. It was actually today. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't know about it because I would have had to find some type of Confederate monument to go tinkle on. <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm not going to even read why this is. Uh, this. Is, uh, I was looking in the article, and they, there are a couple of states who are trying to... Uh, do this and it didn't give those states unfortunately but so if you're gonna have confederate memorials day or whatever it is so what that says is you recognize that there was some issues and since you lost the war then you have to pay reparations you know what I'm saying? You haven't done that yet. And because it's not just the people who lost the war, it's all of those people who benefited from the war because as we know, although the South had slavery, the North benefited from it ex extensively. Think about who, where were the processing mills for that cotton that was picked? Where, where, where were the, um, uh, you know, the, the factories and the clothing factories that made Cotton King? They were in the north. 
we know Ivy League schools, and we've read stories and told you stories about how Ivy League schools just recently, Harvard, Yale, uh, Georgetown, are coming to grips with their the billions of dollars that they benefited from as it relates to slavery. So, okay, I'm not mad at you if you're going to have Confederate Memorials Day. I just want my money. I want I need my reparations. Okay? That's all I need, man. I ain't mad at you. Go ahead. Go ahead and be you. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Confederate Memorial Day. I was actually driving home today, and there was a guy uh, that was behind me that was really revving his truck. He was in a red, um, I want to say he was in a red Chevy Blazer. And... Well, actually, I was behind him at first, and I heard the truck. He had souped it up or whatever. And then, of course, you know, as the traffic flows, it put me in front of him, and for an extended period of time, he was driving behind me. I looked in the rearview mirror, and he had a Confederate flag on the front of his truck. I purposely slowed down. When I thought he would change lanes, I would change lanes, so I would not let him pass me. And finally, he got a break in the traffic, and he zoomed by me. Big motor, looked at me. I know what he said. I already had my hand on my gun. <laughs> I ain't playing with these racists. Don't give me that mess about it's about your heritage, where your heritage is built on degradation of a human being. Period. You can't gloss that over. You can't you can't dance it away at the southern ball with a southern bell. Your heritage is based on rape, incest, murder. That's your heritage. So go right ahead and celebrate Confederate Memorial Day. Some of you Negroes want to celebrate it too. Isn't that right, Herschel Walker? We're going to get to you in a moment. Isn't that right, Muskie? Isn't that right, Deshaun Scarborough? All you guys out there who want to be Republicans, who clearly don't understand their overall agenda. And if you don't understand the overall agenda, go back and listen to my show yesterday. It's about... White survival. They don't give a damn about you. They will use you. They will abuse you, make you look like a damn fool to further their agenda. And we see it all across the country with these so-called black Republicans. What a joke. What a joke. It's unbelievable. You can't... You, 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 I don't even know how you de- how some of y'all deal like this. So go ahead and celebrate your day. You can continue to believe that it's about heritage. Well, your heritage is about bigotry and racism. So every time you celebrate it, you're celebrating your bigotry and your racism. Period. 
End of story. And by the way, those people were traitors. I forgot about that. They were traitors. They rose up arms against the United States of America, just like you all did on January the 6th. You, those who participated in January the 6th, you are traitors, just like those who fought, in, fought against America to pre preserve their southern heritage, which was slavery. So you're traitors too. So go right ahead. Now, I know y'all think I'm crazy because I told you I had my hand on my gun. I'm not lying. I don't trust those folks. Soon as I, you know, it all, you know, he was already revving his truck behind me before I even realized that he had a Confederate flag on the front of his truck. But then when I realized he had the Confederate flag on the front of his truck, I put my, I, yeah, I put my hand on my gun. Because I don't speed. I'm not driving fast. If you're revving your truck mad at me because I'm not going fast enough on this two lane, that's on you, bro. But you say the wrong thing, as they say, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And I thought maybe he was going to go for a prize. I'm just saying. I, I was one of those young people back in the day. I was, you know, in my early teen, late teens and early 20s. I used to carry around a, a, a black can of spray paint. And anytime I saw anyone that had a southern, a one of those stars and bars on their truck, I would paint over it. Yeah, I did it. I ain't playing. I ain't playing with them. I, I'm not playing with the bigotry and racism. I, I, as, you just said, as I just told you, in my late teens, I was always that way. I'm, I'm not going there. Keep your bigotry and your racism in your head because if it comes my way, you may not like the way I respond. I'm just saying. So let's get real here, okay? When we come back, let's see. We got we've got uh, NCAA on the agenda. We got Herschel Walk on the agenda, and we'll talk a little bit about the big payoff that a donor did for some black students at Wiley College. Congratulations. We'll 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 come back with that first. We've got to take the top of the hour break. I hope you enjoyed the show. Certainly look out and make sure you hit us up on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can download the Joynet Radio app from Apple or Android stores. And don't forget the podcast is back up and running. Check it out. Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. We are there. Tell a friend. And also, I want to remind you, and we'll talk about this later, about some advertising. All right? Back Get in a your moment. education goals into your life. Arkansas Baptist College's online programs are flexible and affordable. Whether you're coming back after being out of school for several years or you want to sharpen a few skills, we can help with online programs in business administration, human services, criminal justice, and religious studies. Arkansas Baptist College has online courses that fit your life. Complete your dream. Complete your degree. Apply at ArkansasBaptist.edu or call 505-420-1232 to speak with an admissions counselor. 
Serving the families of Clark County and the surrounding area since 1966, it's Mitchell Funeral Home. Understanding that a funeral is a celebration of life, the entire staff of Mitchell Funeral Home takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional service they offer. Cremations, funeral plannings, burial policies, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are a few of the services we offer. Mitchell Funeral Home, Arkadelphia, 870-246-2611. Mitchell Funeral Home. Quality you can appreciate, service you can depend on. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day. The Italian way. Hello, Primo. The Honorable Choice is at it again. This is LaTanya Austin Honorable, and I am pleased to announce my candidacy for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. I have been serving my community for over 18 years as an attorney, advocate, and community leader. Every day, people's lives are affected by the decisions judges make. To find out more about my judicial philosophy and 3D platform, visit my website, thehonorablechoice.com, and follow me on social media at Honorable Choice on Facebook and Twitter and at The Honorable Choice on Instagram. Make The Honorable Choice today and support La- Tanya Austin Honorable for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. Paid for by the Honorable Choice Campaign. Listen. Did you miss Dr. Ernest Gill from UT San Antonio? When you're making $455 million off these student-athletes and all you can come up with is $5,000, John Calipari makes $8 million a year and his players are going to get $5,000 a year. The majority of these teams were, were white men and white white males and females. Would this be happening? And I would say no, because their families wouldn't let it happen. But we're letting our kids get pimped. Join the weekly sports magazine every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on joinedradio.com. The views and opinions expressed today on Black Focus Radio are not the views and opinions of the station, its management, or its advertisers. Now, let's get ready to focus on our issues, our solutions, using our voices on Black Focus Radio. Welcome to Black Focus, the show designed with our community in mind, where we focus on our issues, developing our solutions using our voices. Central Arkansas, surrounding areas, and the nation. Get ready. Black Focus starts right now. Phone lines open at 855-525-5683. So here's your host, David W. Coleman and Robert Webb. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices, 855-525-5683 is the number. Just quickly, I want to remind you that you can advertise on the show, okay? You can advertise on the show. So holler at your boy, okay? I'll hook you up. No ifs, ands, or buts. About it. We're looking for advertisers. I can get you advertising for as low as $50. Okay? For as low as $50. So that will, well, I won't get into specifics. Call a brother up. 615-554-0568. And then if you want to advertise even more on Joinet, I can hook you up with that as well. All right? So holler at the brother. 
Okay. So a couple of things I want to talk about real fast here. Uh, anonymous donor clears student debt of Wiley College graduates in Texas. Students graduated from the HBCU in East Texas were told at their commencement ceremony that an anonymous donor had paid their balances off. Wiley College said in a news release that over 100 students were gathered for graduation Saturday when the school's president made the announcement. We are constantly communicating with donors to assist students in these ways so that they can begin their after-college experience with less debt, according to the president, Herman J. Felton, Jr. The college said in a news release that the estimated total of the balances owed to the college by the graduating class of 2022 was about $300,000. The 2007 Great Debaters uh, movie starring Zen Denzel Washington was inspired by a 1935 debate in which Wiley prevailed over the University of Southern California's national known powerhouse team at a time when the nation was highly segregated. Good for them. Whomever that donor was, you know, and I wish more people would look. If I had money like that, man, that that's me all the way. That's, that's, I, I'm, I'm going to say some black folks. Okay. That, that's what I'm all about. I'm about saving black folks. All money ain't good money. Sometimes you got to save people. You know, uh, as I like to say, high tides raises all boats. So congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, let's see. What else I want to talk about this segment? We're going to talk about Herschel Walker. I want to talk about the NI. Uh, the NIL, and let's go ahead and do that. Those of you who don't know what the NIL is, I've talked about this a lot. It's kind of ironic that I have both that and Herschel. I just want to make sure that I'm, I've covered all the stories that I want to cover today. Uh, I actually have a, oh, one story before we get to the NIL. Brett Favre. I want to talk about Brett Favre. And then we'll, we'll, we'll probably spend the rest of the show talking about the NIL. And, of course, Herschel Walker, you know, since they are kind of tied together in a, in a strange kind of way. <laughs> but I want to talk about Brett Favre. You know, and over and over again, we see how white privilege continues to manifest itself in American culture. And it fascinates me how so many people don't believe it exists. It does. It fascinates me. And usually uh, the one that can't see it is the one that is benefiting from it. And that person usually is, you guessed it, white people. Okay. But when it comes to giving it up, remember that, Dr.? That was in um, that was in the airport, and he did something to the uh, one of the uh, the desk clerks or something like that, and they had to call the police on him, and the police got pretty rough with him, and he started saying they're treating me like a black guy, they're treating me like a black guy. He knew exactly what he meant is that we know you blacks get treated bad by police, but I'm a white guy, you can't do me that way. Well, I, I, I'm exercising my white privilege. 
It didn't work for him at that time. But my point being is that they all know they have white privilege. They all know they benefited, benefit from white privilege. And we'll swear up and down that they don't. And I say that because of Brett Favre. Brett Favre has benefited from, Brett Favre made a lot of money because of black folks. Yeah, Brett Favre is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Darn good quarterback. I like Brett. Wasn't a fan of his as a, I'm, I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan. But, I, you know, as a sports analyst, I have to give credit what credit is due. Brett did some things. He wasn't as great as some people like to make him out to be. But in this case, Mississippi has had to sue Brett Favre, you know, the great guy that he pretends to be, and three other former wrestlers over welfare misspending. You remember Brett basically stole money, the PPP money, had to pay that back. And now here is Mississippi going after Brett. Now, my question is, why isn't Brett in jail? I'm just asking a question for a friend who might be a friend of a friend that's got a friend who asked the question. Let me read you this story. This is what I'm talking about with white privilege. This is precisely what I'm talking about. The Mississippi Department of Human Services on Monday sued retired NFL quarterback Brett Favre and three former pro wrestlers, along with several other people and businesses, to try and recover millions of misspent welfare dollars that were intended to help some of the poorest people in the U.S. The lawsuit says the defendant squandered more than $20 million in money uh, from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families Anti-Poverty Program. The suit was filed less than two weeks after a mother and son who ran a nonprofit group and an education company in Mississippi pleaded guilty to criminal state charges Tied to the misspending, Nancy New, 69, and Zachary New, 39, agreed to testify against others in what state auditors Shad White called Mississippi's largest public corruption case in the past two decades. Okay, why isn't Brett in jail? Where are the charges against Brett? I continue the story. In early 2020, Nancy New, Zachary New, former Mississippi Department of Human Services Executive Director John Davis, and three other people were charged in state court with prosecutors saying welfare money had been misspent on items such as drug rehabilitation in Malibu, California. Yeah, that will really, that'll re, really rehab me uh, by former wrestler Brett DiBiase. DBIC is a defendant in a lawsuit filed Monday in Hines, in Hines County Circuit Court, as, as are his father and brother, who are also pro wrestlers, Ted DBIC Sr. and Ted Teddy DBIC Jr. Ted DBIC Sr. was known for the Million Dollar Man while wrestling. Uh, he is a Christian. Okay, I'm going to read this part to you, but look. Let me just say this. Stop. Will y'all stop letting these folks cap y'all? Let me read this. He is a Christian evangelist and motivational speaker, and he ran Heart of David Ministries, which received $1.7 million in, in welfare grant money in 2017 and 18 for mentorship, marketing, and other services, according to law, the lawsuit. White last demanded repayment of $77 million 
I'm sorry, White last year demanded repayment of $77 million of misspent welfare funds from several people and groups, including $1.1 million paid to grant uh, Brett Favre, who lives in Mississippi. Favre has not been charged with any criminal wrongdoing. White said Favre was paid for speeches but did not show up. Favre has repaid the money, but White said in October that Favre still owes $228,000 in interest. In a Facebook post when he repaid his first 500K, Favre said he did not know the money he received from, came from welfare funds. He also said his charity had provided millions of dollars to poor children in Mississippi and Wisconsin. Months ago, the auditor's office turned over the demands for repayment of misspent welfare money to the Mississippi Attorney General's Office for enforcement. White said in a statement Monday that he knew the Attorney General's Office eventually would file suit. So let me just say this, Brett. If you were doing all that there good, why did you take that money? Oh, it's easy to say that, hey, well, Hey, man, I, I didn't know where it came from. You know, they wanted me to speak. You know, they paid me, and I ain't got nothing to do with it. Hmm. You don't have clean hands, Brett. Sorry. And I want to ask the question again. Why isn't Brett Favre in jail? He should be. Shouldn't he? I'm just asking for a friend who might know a friend who had a friend to ask another friend about this. <laughs> this is what I call white privilege. And certainly it has a lot to do with Brett being a former NFL quarterback and a favorite son of Mississippi. Mississippi. But the problem is, you know the next question I'm going to ask, if that was a, remember that black woman in a, in a, in uh, Eastern Arkansas, I can't remember the name, but you know, one thing you never should do, you're not supposed to do is mess with government money because they'll come after your ass faster than a duck on a June bug. And that poor lady, she misappropriated some funds for the summer program and they took her out. She's in prison. I know she went to prison. I don't know if she's still there now. But she's in prison. So why isn't Brett in prison? Where's the federal government on this? You this was this was not state money. This was federal money. Why isn't Brett in jail? At least why isn't he facing some facing some criminal charges? Why aren't the people of Hines County, Mississippi, charging that that boy? That boy took that money. And he knew exactly what he was doing. And they knew that was bogus money. Just like a lot of these people out who took that money for bogus purposes. There's been a lot of people who have went to jail or on trial because they took millions and millions of dollars and ended up spending it on vacations and Maseratis and, and crap like that. They're in jail. Why isn't bread in jail? I'm just asking the question. That's called white privilege, folks. You know, if you were black, 
your orange jumpsuit wouldn't even fit. They just throw one at you. It might be a double X medium. <laughs> I know there's no such thing. So, why isn't Brett in jail? We don't know. Will he ever go? But don't be fooled that there that when you think that there isn't a such thing called white privilege, because there is. Okay. All right. So we need to take another pause for the calls, and we'll do that here. And when we come back, we'll um, talk a little bit more, or at least we're going to talk a little bit about Herschel Walker, and we'll talk about the NCAA. Got a lot of stuff to talk about related to that. The NCAA is one of those organizations that really sticks in my crawl and and has so for quite some time. It really has. All right, so let's take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. On joinetradio.com. goals into your life. Arkansas Baptist College's online programs are flexible and affordable. Whether you're coming back after being out of school for several years or you want to sharpen a few skills, we can help. With online programs in business administration, human services, criminal justice, and religious studies, Arkansas Baptist College has online courses that fit your life. Complete your dream. Complete your degree. Apply at arkansasbaptist.edu or call 505-420-1232 to speak with an admissions counselor. Serving the families of Clark County and the surrounding area since 1966, it's Mitchell Funeral Home. Understanding that a funeral is a celebration of life, the entire staff of Mitchell Funeral Home takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional service they offer. Cremations, funeral plannings, burial policies, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are a few of the services we offer. Mitchell Funeral Home, Arkadelphia, 870-246-2611. Mitchell Funeral Home. Quality you can appreciate, service you can depend on. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day. The Italian way. Hello, Primo. The Honorable Choice is at it again. This is LaTanya Austin Honorable, and I am pleased to announce my candidacy for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. I have been serving my community for over 18 years as an attorney, advocate, and community leader. Every day, people's lives are affected by the decisions judges make. To find out more about my judicial philosophy and 3D platform, visit my website, thehonorablechoice.com, and follow me on social media at Honorable Choice on Facebook and Twitter and at The Honorable Choice on Instagram. Make The Honorable Choice today and support 
LaTanya Austin Honorable for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. Paid for by the Honorable Choice Campaign. Listen. Did you miss Dr. Ernest Gill from UT San Antonio? When you're making $455 million off these student-athletes and all you can come up with is $5,000, John Calipari makes $8 million a year, and his players are going to get $5,000 a year. The majority of these teams were, were white men and white white males and females. Yes. Would this be happening? And I would say no, because their families wouldn't let it happen. But we're letting our kids get pimped. Join the weekly sports magazine every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on joinedradio.com. All right, welcome back to the show, Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices. 855-525-5683 is the number. That's how you get in touch with us if you want to join the show. I'd love to have you. Of course, you can hit us up on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Like those shows. Spread the word. Tell your friends about the show if you don't mind. I'd really appreciate it. Tell your friends about the show. Um, and by the way, the podcast is up. So if you're one of those podcast people, we are on Spotify. As a matter of fact, uh, let me, I, you know, I've never looked at Spotify. Uh, so I'm going to do something, a live experiment uh, right now on the air. Spotify. Okay, so uh, I'm just bringing it up. All right, so I need to stop talking if it's going to bring up. Spotify. Okay, there you go. So let's see. I don't know. I've never actually logged into Spotify. I don't want to, like, log in. Let let me see if, if, like, I can just, like, go out to it. No, I can't. Let me let me try it on something else here. But anyway, what I was saying is that we've got uh, Spotify. We're on Spotify. So if you just go out to Spotify and do the login or uh, do a search for our show, uh, you do know the name of the show, right? Black Focus Radio. If you just simply do that, we should pop up. Okay, we should pop up. So let's see here. Uh, I don't have Spotify on my system. All right, let's do this. I'm I'm doing I'm I'm just I'm experimenting. So so for instance, right now I'm I'm on a a iPad, and I don't have Spotify. So I'm going out here right now and doing. Let's see this page. Let's do that. I'm downloading the app. It says get the app. All right. So it's opening. And before the show's out, we'll get all of that done. Uh, No, I don't want to do that. We got to get it. Uh, No, you're not getting my money. If I got to pay for it, I'm just letting y'all know up front. You ain't getting my money if I got to pay for it. I'm telling you, I don't I pay for very little on the internet. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so while that's downloading, before the show is up, we're we're gonna go, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna search Spotify and see if it comes up. Because I'm supposed to be on Spotify too. But the point I was trying to make is that I'm on a lot of different podcast platforms. So just download it. Go out and listen to it if you missed the show. Okay? So 
It's downloaded just that fast. Okay, I'm opening it. Sign up for free. Uh, let's do this. Let's continue with. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it like that. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to log in with my face. That They take you through all these changes. Okay. So now they want. Okay, let, let me let me go ahead. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I should have set this up. But I'm just curious, and we'll get this done before the show's out, okay? Uh, let, let's go back, because there, uh, there are a couple of other things that I need to talk about. All right, we're going to cancel that for right now. So cancel that. So here's the deal. I want to talk about the NCAA NIL, and I'm going to read you this part of this article. And, and, and let me read the article first, and then I'll explain to you what the NIL is. And it's ironic that the promo that you heard about the Weekly Sports Magazine featured a guest on, and that promo was probably four or five years old. It's just how long I've been talking about this, about the ripoff that the NCAA is doing to students. Okay. So it's official. The NCAA is cracking down on its NIL rules and recruiting. The NCAA board of directors sent out new guide guidance Monday to its division one memberships, clarifying the current rules and prohibiting boosters from recruiting. It's effective immediately and comes amid multiple calls for changes across the board. Today, the Division I Board of Directors took a significant step to address some of the challenges and improper behaviors that exist in the name, image, and likeness environment that may violate our long-established recruiting rules, according to Georgia President Jerry Moore, the board chair, in a statement said. Okay, she said in a statement. While the NCAA may pursue the most outrageous violations that were clearly contrary to the interim policy adopted last summer, our focus is on the future. The new guidance establishes a common set of expectations for the Division I institutions moving forward, and the board expects all Division I institutions to follow our recruiting rules and operate within these reasonable expectations. The guidance also addresses prior violations after college leaders proposed retroactive punishment or else last week. For violations that occurred prior to May 9th, 2022, the board directed the enforcement staff to review the facts of individual cases, but to pursue only those actions that clearly are contrary to the published interim policy, including most severe policy, uh, violations of recruiting rules or payment to athlete, athletics performance. Schools are reminded of their obligation to report any potential violations through the traditional self-reporting process. Now, how talks change impact, how talks of change impacted the NIL. So here's what this is saying. Change to NIL guidance seemed to be inevitable. In fact, PAC-12 Commissioner George Klavikoff and SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey met with congressional leaders in Washington, D.C. about potential national, potential, potential national NIL legislation. 
One of the senators the two met was was Marsha Blackburn. That's bad all the way around. I'm going to tell you right now, that woman don't know her butt from a hole in the ground. Took a shot at the outgoing NCAA president, Mark Emmert, in a statement after meeting with the commissioners. Boosters aren't allowed to be involved in recruiting under current rules, but an accusation of tampering came up earlier this offseason. Pittsburgh wide receiver Jordan Aidenson opted to enter the transfer portal just ahead of the May 1 deadline, but before he did, reports surfaced about a potential NIL deal if he decided to head to USC and play for Lincoln Riley. That came out before Addison officially entered the portal. Wow, that's wow. Lincoln Riley is already at USC and is in trouble. But anyway. That's not only the only time it's come up, though. Earlier in the offseason, the Athletic reported an unnamed five-star recruit had an $8 million NIL deal waiting for them once they committed. Now, why am I bringing this up? Let me remind you all that the NCAA for college basketball, let's see, it's May So just two months ago, just two months ago, the NCAA garnered a billion dollars for the NCAA basketball tournament. Prior to that, just about three months prior to that, well, I guess they had the championship game in February. But overall, for football, they garnered over a billion and a half dollars. You see, what is going on here is white men. Here we go back to white privilege. But here, here's what's going on is white men trying to get their grubby hands on black money. Remember what's, what happened in Mason, Tennessee. This is a classic example of that, is that there's so much money that is floating around out there now Athletes are getting their fair share. Now, let, let, let's be real. I said, I meant share. Let's be real now. Athletes have not been able to benefit from that $1.8 billion, one iota. For decades, black athletes has made billions of dollars, not just for schools and universities, but for coaches and their families. Black athletes have, I should say white coaches, have benefited off of black athletes and lived some very comfortable lives. So now here's a chance. Now here's a chance for black athletes to get some compensation for their aches and pains, because believe me, folks, the aches and pains don't go away. I sit here today. You heard me tell the story about my eight titanium screws in my neck and the four four hinges, my bad knee, my bad ankle, I wake up every morning and my ankle hurts. I don't know why. That's so weird. But every morning I wake up, my ankle is hurting. My hip. Didn't get one penny for that glory. 
but black athletes have benefited others, coaches, fans, boosters. You see, if in fact that $8 million piece that they talked about, that that one five-star athlete may get, I'm going to be honest with you. You're a damn fool if you're, if you're a booster and you, you kick out $8 million to an 18-year-old. And if you lose that money, so good, so be it. What, what is the contingency? You, I cannot believe that someone is offering an 18-year-old $18 million to sign at a particular school. To what end? That's a bad business decision. Because what happens if that 18-year-old, eight, the first day of practice, tears his ACL? His ACL and MCL. What if he doesn't pan out? There are so many kids who are in high school that are superstars, and they get to college, and they just, they just wash out. Some of them that are considered can't miss. Oh, this guy is a five-star. You know, just like they do the draft. We know the draft is not an inexact science. It, it is an inexact science. So, so is recruiting. I wish someone, and I'm pretty sure that someone has already did it. Go back and look at the so-called five-stars and where they are today. Now, certainly there are quite a few five-stars who made it. But how many, I would argue that there, in fact, I know that there are more who washed out than made it. Give you an example. Is everybody on your high school, on your college football team a five-star? Is everybody in, a, in the NFL a five-star? No, they're not. There are some one-stars, there are some walk-ons, there are some, some, some two-stars, some uh, Mr. Irrelevance and all that stuff when it comes to superstars. So these kids have not benefited at all from this ruling except for recently. And now what you're trying to do is get your grubby damn hands on their money. Think about this for a minute. I, I told you though that $1.6 billion that the NCAA gets just for college basketball. So they get roughly $3.2 billion between college football and basketball every year. None of that money goes to these students to benefit them. They don't have health insurance. If they don't perform up to par, they can lose their scholarships. There's no guarantee that if they get injured, that they will be able to retain their scholarships and go to school free. The first thing they'll tell you is that, well, you can get a Pell Grant. Uh, well, I'm thinking, see, I showed y'all, do they still do Pell Grants? Uh, I think they call them FOSFAs now, FOSFAs. Okay? So that's the first thing they tell you. You can get a student loan. Hey, we have a we work with a a banking institution that will provide you a loan. So guess what? They make you they they take your scholarship. If you want to stay in school, you got to get a loan, and then you got to pay interest, and they get a piece of that. It's an insidious, insidious situation. So now they want to get money on these kids. They want to get their grubby hands on these kids' money. Look, if I want to pay a kid a hundred thousand dollars to talk about my product, okay, uh, that, that money goes to that kid. You don't have a say-so in it. You, they want to go to Congress and have Congress to put a, put a cap. 
because that's what they're trying to do. They want to make sure everybody can only get $10,000. Now, I don't know if that's the number, but that's basically where this is trying to, this is the road they're trying to go down. See, the rich schools are getting richer by because they can offer. Well, a lot of it has to do, I won't even say the rich schools. I'll say the schools that have the largest boosters, the most fervent boosters. And you know a lot of those have got to be Alabama, Notre Dame. I mean, you can go down a list. Look, Arkansas has some pretty rabid boosters as well. Because, but see, the NCAA got themselves into this because they were late to the party. They knew this was coming. They knew the lawsuits was coming, but they were late to the party. This is on them. And now they're trying to, in retrospect, there are going to be all kinds of lawsuits. I already know this. Because if you try to tap these kids' money now, maybe you can pass some type of legislation to, to limit boosters. Maybe you can. I don't know. This is, this is a new area. But the courts have already ruled on the fact that somehow or another, you need to make sure that these kids are getting paid. And the remedy was NIL. You cannot keep them from selling their likeness. And if someone wants to give a kid a million dollars for his likeness, you can't cap that. It's just like me. It's just like this show. I brand Black Focus Radio. If someone out there, and hey, call me up, 615-554-0568, if you'd like to do that, <laughs> hey, I'll sell it to you. You want to sell, you want to buy my image and likeness to benefit your company? That's what advertising is for. You can't tell me how much money I can make off of my advertising. You can't tell these kids how much money they can make. The whole argument has been that it's been discriminatory. The college athletes are the only, only people on a campus that can't go out and make some extra money. Everybody else can. Even, even if you're on scholarship, there are so many people that are on scholarships that are the quote-unquote smart kids who have, uh, who have um, what do they call them? They have, um, God, I can't even think of the name of it. They have jobs on campus. They have internships that are afforded to them simply because of their degree and because they, are, they made the dean's list or the president's list. They maintain a certain GPA. And those kids can go out and get all kinds of fellowships and scholarships and everything. There are some of these kids that don't even do anything but go to school all the time because everything is paid for. Nobody says a word. Nobody makes a peep. But if you're an athlete, then, oh, there's a problem. Particularly if you're an athlete that plays football and basketball that dominates the sports headlines year in and year out. We got to get some of that money. And that's what this is really all about. Your most valuable commodity in the black community is black children. Think about this. On a, any given Saturday, and you can do basketball like this as well in some states, in some cities, 
Let's just take football for a moment. And I've given you all this analogy, but I want you all to understand the types of money that is generated. We know how much money that, that the colleges get from their distributions from their conferences at the end of the year. We know that money. There has been uh, studies that states how much an athlete is ranked. It stunned me that Arkansas, the Razorbacks, are the – they are the 15th most wealthiest college football program. They even broke it down to see how much an athlete was worth. It's amazing. And these kids don't get anything. But even without that, that's just the, 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 the calculations at college. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about and expound on some of the ancillary businesses that benefit from black athletes. And now you want to tell these black athletes that they can't sell their likeness or we want to put a cap on it because that's what the NCAA is doing. We got to take another pause for the calls. I'm Dynamic Dave. You're listening to Black Focus Radio. Our issues, our solutions, our voices on joinedradio.com. education goals into your life. Arkansas Baptist College's online programs are flexible and affordable. Whether you're coming back after being out of school for several years or you want to sharpen a few skills, we can help with online programs in business administration, human services, criminal justice, and religious studies. Arkansas Baptist College has online courses that fit your life. Complete your dream. Complete your degree. Apply at ArkansasBaptist.edu or call 505-420-1232 to speak with an admissions counselor. Serving the families of Clark County and the surrounding area since 1966, it's Mitchell Funeral Home. Understanding that a funeral is a celebration of life, the entire staff of Mitchell Funeral Home takes great pride in the caring, personal, and professional service they offer. Cremations, funeral plannings, burial policies, life insurance, notary, and monument sales are a few of the services we offer. Mitchell Funeral Home, Arkadelphia, 870-246-2611. Mitchell Funeral Home. Quality you can appreciate, service you can depend on. Hello to quality time at Marco's. Hello to the best part of the day and to making someone else's. Say hello to late nights and to the best night ever. These are the primo moments, and they call for Italian quality pizza. Dough made from scratch every day. Sauce with a history in the making from the original Giamarco recipe. Say hello to an authentic favorite. Every store, every day. The Italian way. Hello, Primo. The Honorable Choice is at it again. This is LaTanya Austin Honorable, and I am pleased to announce my candidacy for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. I have been serving my community for over 18 years as an attorney, advocate, and community leader. Every day, people's lives are affected by the decisions judges make. To find out more about my judicial philosophy and 3D platform, visit my website, thehonorablechoice.com, and follow me on social media at Honorable Choice on Facebook and Twitter and at The Honorable Choice on Instagram. Make The Honorable Choice today and support LaTanya Tanya Austin Honorable for Pulaski County Circuit Judge. Paid for by the Honorable Choice Campaign. 
explicit. Did you miss Dr. Ernest Gill from UT San Antonio? When you're making $455 million off these student-athletes and all you can come up with is $5,000, John Calipari makes $8 million a year, and his players are going to get $5,000 a year. The majority of these teams were, were white men and white white males and females. Would this be happening? And I would say no, because their families wouldn't let it happen. But we're letting our kids get pimped. Join the weekly sports magazine every Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. on joinedradio.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm sitting here. I was trying to. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna take all this this drama to log on to Spotify. It's the first time I've actually logged on to it because I, you know, I don't listen to a lot of uh, podcasts. Uh, I I don't want to do any of this. It's telling me to. Find the artist that I like. I don't care about that. Anyway, we're going to try to go ahead and log on this because I want to show you how easy it is. I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be easier than this. But some of you already have Spotify uh, accounts. And it's like making me choose three three artists. Um, all right. So let me do this. I'll tell you who my favorite three are. Okay, Sade. Okay, Marvin Gaye. And then Prince, of course. When I die, I want those. Uh, I want those people at my funeral. Choose podcast. All right, so let me see. Now choose a podcast. Let me see. I'm gonna do a quick a quick search. Black focus. And here's what I found out that if you do a search and it doesn't come up, oh, it's there, right at the top. I wish I could show y'all this. So I click on it. All I did was do a search. Black focus radio. Boom. Shakalaka. Boom. All right. There you go. Done. I just chose one. Okay. So I'm in. So as I said earlier, if you want to follow the show, get on get on out there. Now, quickly, wanna to, wanna to circle back to this issue with the, with the NCA. I was gonna tell you how they and how so many other people are in money off of them, off of these kids. So on a given Saturday afternoon, and no one has ever calculated. I guess there are some 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 side calculations, but no one has ever calculated how much money a college town earns that day. Now, think about the people, the influx of people. So if you got a stadium like 
and these SEC stadiums are huge. Vanderbilt has the smallest SEC stadium, and they're landlocked, so they can't really expand where they are. Uh, they've been in that stadium a lot, by the way. But all the other stadiums, 75, 85, 95, over, Tennessee has the largest in the SEC, 100, 110,000-plus. 110,000-plus people descend on Knoxville. Many of them get hotels. Many of them buy ice. Many of them buy gas. Many of them buy liquor. Many of them buy food. I'm not even talking about the sales that goes on inside of the stadium. I'm talking about the sales that goes on outside of the stadium, the, the, uh, the underground economies that take place. Parking in yards. All of that stuff happens on any given day when football season is in. All of that money. Think about restaurants, waitresses. How many times have you taken a girl to the game because you wanted to impress her so you can get a little mm-mm-mm? How many times have you taken a client to the game so you could get that contract? Hey, you're going to be in town this weekend, Bob? Tell you what, you, you like football? Well, I've got two tickets to the to the Arkansas Razorback uh, Texas game. Would you like to go? Come on, Bob. Now, Bob ain't going to turn down a football game. Prime tickets. And then, of course, Bob goes home to his home city and thinks about it. Well, you know, John really did me good. He took care of me. I don't really want to turn my back on him. I'm going to give him the contract. How well did that game contribute? How well? I'm just wondering. Do you know? We don't know. All of that money that I just described. See, I know for a fact that when I was here in Little Rock and, and when that was still when Arkansas, the Razorbacks, were playing at War Memorial Stadium, I worked at the Holiday Inn Airport, which is a good 15-minute drive from War Memorial Stadium. But those nights that the Razorbacks played, we stayed open late. The expectation was that many Razorback fans booked hotels, hotel rooms in our hotel so they would come back and want something to eat. So we stayed up late, stayed open late, and there were nights where we made some good, pretty good money from Razorback fans. There were other nights where they were duds. My point being that all those people expected to make money off of the football game. This is how much money these kids earn. And now the NCAA is trying to get their grubby hands on it. We need to keep our eyes on that. Speaking of the NCAA, before I go, I got to talk about our good buddy Herschel Walker. You know Herschel. I remember back in the day sitting in the uh, break room where the TV was. The Georgia football game was always on because Herschel Walker was something to see. He was something to see. An amazing talent. 
went on and was drafted, decided that he would follow Donald Trump. So y'all don't understand the history of Herschel Walker, do you? See, during that time, there was this thing called the United States Football League. Yeah, you know, the same teams that are in the USFL now, the, the Michigan Panthers, the New Jersey Generals, who Donald Trump was an owner, was a part, partial owner. He, he got into the USFL. See, this guy's always been a charlatan. The NFL has never wanted Donald Trump to be an owner. Never. So his only recourse was to jump into the USFL. He drafted, or at least the New Jersey Generals drafted Herschel Walker. That's where that relationship began. Okay? That's where it began. So since then, we didn't hear much from Herschel at all. Didn't really care about Herschel. Of course, every now and then after Donald Trump became president, Herschel and his son would open their heads up and say something stupid. His son continues to open his head and say stupid stuff. Yeah, Herschel is no different. The difference, but see, the difference between the two is we know Herschel done took a few knocks on the head. What the hell is going on with his son? So Kevin Blackstone, who is a sports writer, writes, Herschel Walker's insulting campaign is the worst kind of sports idolatry. It's difficult not to pity private C.J. Memphis in the, and, and I won't read that. He's talk, he, he relates a soldier story to Herschel Walker, and I won't read that part. But he goes on to say, it's reminiscent of a real-life black man revered for his athleticism and heretofore seen as just happy-go-lucky. The great running back from the University of Georgia, Herschel Walker. I feel as similarly sorry for Walker as the fictional character, C.J. Memphis, for Walker. A good old product of some small southern town like C.J. is no less an unknowing device for a part of white America attempting to nullify black arguments for continued progress. Attempting to nullify black arguments for continued progress. What Walker represents is the worst of our idolatry of sports stars. This is a revelation about Walker that comes about as he makes the rounds as a U.S. senatorial candidate propped up against former president by former President Donald Trump and reactionary Republicans in Georgia in an attempt to unseat Senator Raphael Warnock, the state's first black senator and the first black Democratic senator from the South. Ironically, Warnock was swept in the office January 21st. Um, uh, they openly campaigned for Warnock, yada, yada. We know all of that. Okay. Walker's sole qualification for Georgia's electorate, however, is his athletic achievement. Let me read that again. Walker's sole qualification for Georgia's electorate is his athletic achievement. He isn't like Warnock, an ordained minister who pastors and at Atlanta's Ebenezer Baptist Church, made famous by a former pastor, Martin Luther King Jr. Indeed, Walker's campaign managers late last year quietly scrubbed his bi bi biography of the claim that he graduated from Georgia. 
He earned the Heisman Trophy there, not a degree. Okay. Walker is embarrassingly unqualified to be an elected official at any level, let alone the U.S. Senate. He is hardly a first, the first American athlete to pursue elected office. Just in the past couple of cycles, Burgess Owens, who played safety for the Jets, and then the Raiders, uh, 1980 Super Bowl champion, won a House seat from Utah as a Republican. It goes on. I won't list those names. But Walker doesn't measure up to the seriousness they displayed for the offices they sought. Last month, Walker appeared on Fox News show and demonstrated all but complete incoherence while trying to repeat the talking points of the party that he adopted like a pet. He failed to show up for a debate three weeks ago against other Republican hopefuls for Warnock's seat and then repeated that dodge this week. In contrast, uh, well, that, Walker hasn't even voted more than once in the past two decades. I didn't know this until the other day when I read this article. This guy hadn't even voted. He hadn't even participated in the process. But now he wants to be one of the, the intricate cogs in the process. He was a resident of Texas, Texas until tapped by the GOP to run against Warnock. See, here's the thing. White people know they can't get another white boy to run. They, there's no way. So let's get, let's get a token. Let's get a token. Let's get a Sambo because that's what Herschel Walker is. He's a clear Sambo. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Have you heard him speak? I'm not being critical of him. Have you heard him speak? Because you need to be able to answer a question. You can't even answer decent political questions. By the way, the Associated Press reported Walker's ex-wife secured a protective order against him in 2005 and cited physically abusive and extremely threatening behavior in her in her filing of divorce. In, her, in his 2008 memoir, Breaking Free, Walker admitted to violent episodes, including hunting for a man in Dallas who he said was reneging on a business deal and playing Russian roulette. Don't forget about the chicken farm that he claimed that he ran, that he didn't own. This guy's a joke. This article, this is a great article by Kevin Blackstone. I appreciate him. But the point I wanted to bring up is that these are the people that they have running, and some of you all are falling for them hook, line, and sinker. You are allowing black Republicans, even here in Arkansas, it is despicable what they're doing to you behind your back, and you do nothing. But you say, David, well, what can I do? Take your ass to the polls and vote against anything Republican. It doesn't matter. The Republicans are telling you what they're going to do to you. The question is, are you listening? I don't think you are. Because if you were, they wouldn't dare. This is, as Blackstone said, this is an insult. It's an insult to black people. Now, certainly anybody can run, but we know for a fact this guy is a token. There's no debate. He's a token. And I don't give a damn if you did run a football. You're still a token. Hey, we got to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the show. This Roadcaster Pro is sounding great. Spread the word. Don't forget YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check out the podcast. Go out there, listen to it. We're on all of the major podcast platforms. We got to get out of here. Just remember, we can disagree and still love 
each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and my right to exist. Y'all have a great day. You've been listening to Black Focus, where we discuss our issues with our solutions and our voices. Join us every weekday afternoon at 1 p.m. on joinetradio.com.